Who is Jeff Halfley? I'm going to let the Packers' new defensive coordinator tell you himself. Along with some help from players, he's coached. This is a different kind of Locked On Packers, where I'm just here to help them tell his story. You are Locked On Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's Locked On Packers will be different. You won't hear as much of me talking. And the reason is simple. This episode is about Jeff Halfley. And as of the moment he was announced as the Packers' new defensive coordinator, I knew very little about him, almost nothing. So I researched, and I asked around, and I did the things you're supposed to do as a journalist when something surprises you or puzzles you. But it didn't actually take that long for me to get a picture of who this 44-year-old longtime defensive backs coach is. So I'm going to tell you what I know and let Jeff tell you the rest. Along the way, I'll get some help from some of the star DBs he's taught. And finally, hear from Brian Gutekunst, who'll be tasked with putting together a roster for his new defensive coordinator. This episode isn't about what I think. I'm just here to move the story along so the people who know Joe Barry's replacement can tell you why he landed in Green Bay. And by the end, I think the answer will be obvious. Jeff Halfley came to the Green Bay Packers from Boston College, where, yes, it looked like he was a head coach on the hot seat after four lackluster seasons in Chestnut Hill. He got that job because he turned Ohio State from a bad defense into a good one in just one offseason. They were the 50th ranked scoring defense in 2018, and under Halfley shot to second, from 71st in yards per game to second, and from 72nd in yards per play to first. To hear players like former unanimous All-American Jeff Okuda tell it, he was one of the big reasons Okuda eventually became a top five pick. I think Halfley, um, I, I kind of credit him for, for the for the leaps I've taken in my career. Uh, he's a coach that um, uh, he, he's had a tremendous, tremendous impact on my life. Um, the way he's taught me the game, the way he's uh, helped me develop as a person, uh, the way he's even helped my technique a lot. I think that uh, without Coach Halfley, I might not, I might not be in the position I am in right now. How did he turn Ohio State around to maximize players like Okuda, Chase Young, and Malik Harrison? Well, let's start with tackling. Ohio State live tackled in practice. They drilled angles and emphasized knowing where your help is. Bruce Feldman in The Athletic wrote about the turnaround, the second of two athletic profiles detailing the rise of a coach who, by 2019, became a true coach's coach. The first question he'll have to answer is adjusting back to the NFL game the same way he had to prove his approach translated to college athletes in Columbus. Halfley doesn't see the difference because the goal is the same, to earn their trust. 
I, see, I saw that when I entered the league. I coached Rondé Barber. He was 37 years old. I was 31. He told me all players want to be told what to do and how hard to do it. And he said, if you do that and have a relationship with them, you'll be fine. I think the misconception is that it's different. I don't believe it is. I mean, Richard Sherman will call me. We'll talk just as close as I've been with uh, 18, 19 year olds. You want to develop relationships. You want to develop trust. You want the guy to run through a wall for you because he knows he has your back because he knows you love him. And you want that relationship no matter how old they are. And I think, I think the same will go with these guys as it did his coaching in the NFL. That was from Halfley's introductory press conference at Ohio State. It's the main text from which we will draw on today's show because it's him laying out his defense. Watching it, it's not hard to see how he would have impressed Mike Pettin in Cleveland or Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco or Ryan Day at Ohio State or now Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. He's sharp, charismatic, and incisive with his personality and the football IQ to match. Researching Halfley, it struck me how often his peers and players had specific examples of his prowess going beyond the usual platitudes. His work ethic, grinding film, going to every clinic he could find, caught the attention of future Hall of Fame cornerback Richard Sherman, while Halfley was the DB coach in San Francisco from 2016 through 2018, the role that ultimately earned him his first DC shot at Ohio State. Back to Halfley, now that you had a full season to work with him, get to know him, how he operates, uh, what has impressed you uh, about him? His preparation is, is, is some of the best I've seen. You know, I've had some great defensive back coaches, some great defensive coaches, defensive minds, um, and he's right up there. He's with his preparation and how he breaks down film and how easy and simple he makes the game plan sound and how easy he makes it for guys to understand. Like, he paints a, a very vivid picture of, of what you're going to see, and, and it's all about executing. Like, I've... I've tried to explain to you guys over and over, like they, they give us the plays a lot of times. A lot of times they prepare us really well. Giving players the answers to the test, simplifying the game and allowing their talent to shine through. We know the Green Bay Packers have talent on defense, but the scheme hasn't always matched and neither has the execution. Halfley has a way of marrying the two so his players can just go play. There's places I've been, you've had to really rely on scheme. There's places you've been, you really got to rely on your talent. Um, we have, we have talent here, so I think we got to make the most of our talent, like Coach said. And um, I, think, I think we have to make it easy for our players to play fast, do what they do best, coach them up. Fundamentals, technique, we need to do a good job with that. But there'll be, there'll be scheme involved as well. So a little bit of both. And he's more than willing to walk know-it-all media people like me through the finer points if we're wondering why something is happening on the field. All right, so here's the deal on that one. And if I ever see any of you guys tweet, do you think that... We as DB coaches sit there and say, don't look back for the ball. Like my wife used to come up to me after games and be like, hey, why don't our guys turn back and look for the ball? I'm like, do you want to see my individual tape? All we do is practice turning and looking for the ball. DB coaches turn, turn, teach to turn and look for the football. We promise you we will practice to teach. This is awesome that you asked this because now no one can tweet this out or say this. We are going to work on turning and looking and trying to intercept the football when we're in man. Now, there's certain parts of the field where it's not good to do that. So if, if we don't do it in a game, it might be a certain part of the field. But I promise you, come and watch individual. We'll turn and look for the ball. Okay, okay. I, I guess I'm not allowed to tweet about turning and looking for the ball. Maybe he can unlock someone like Eric Stokes, who struggles with this very issue. But don't expect just because Stokes is a former first-round pick, he's going to play. Remember Justin Gilbert, the former top 10 pick of the Cleveland Browns? He had to earn his way on the field for Halfley while he was the DB's coach. 
This is exactly the kind of mentality Matt LaFleur preaches. This is, after all, the same head coach who was rotating guards in the divisional round of the playoffs. Halfley sees the game the same way. But for me, the best guys are going to play. Um, and I mean that. I've started free agents over first-round draft picks. If, if I see a guy outworking another guy, I mean, the whole room's going to see that. The whole defense is going to see it. So if that guy shows that he's better, we're going to get the best guys on the field. And I want guys to feel that way. You know, I mean, we need, it's our job to play the best players. You know, I'll always say, I, I see better than I hear. Just show me. Put it on tape. Do the right things. Work. And then if you're the best, you'll play. And if it's close, we'll find a role for you. If a guy's good enough to play, we have to get him on the field. And if he's doing everything right, we have to find a role for him. So if we have three first-round picks at corner, and I'm not saying we do, we better find a way to use them, right? So I think we'll figure that out. I see better than I hear. Just show me. Put it on tape. That's football coach for don't talk about it, be about it. Don't tell me you can do it. Prove you can. And Halfley can say that because he puts in the work. One of his coaches at Pitt describes seeing Halfley everywhere, at every clinic he could find. One of the reported reasons Halfley decided to leave a head coaching position for a coordinator job is he wants to coach ball, not recruit high school kids or worry about the transfer portal and NIL. Got it. For the last seven years, I've coached 140 games, right? So I've gotten ready for 140 games in seven years. In the offseason, there's no recruiting. So today, instead of doing this, I'd be in my office just studying tape all day in the offseason. The players can't even be in until April. So every offseason for seven years, I studied tape and I learned. And I feel like that education, that knowledge, you know, I've had some scars. You know, I've, I've gotten beat on things by trial and error. But I think that has really allowed me to become a better football coach. I think the best thing that ever happened to me was I had the opportunity to go to the National Football League and just study football for seven years. Because now I feel like I've seen a lot, you know, and, and I think that will help. Coming up, what does a Jeff Halfley defense look like? What coaches influenced him and how has he adapted? We'll talk about that next on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventures could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventures to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drivers, and great escapes. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right in to the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. Plus, the Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. It has room for up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability. Or the 2024 Nissan Armada. It can change the way you look at a full-size SUV. Tow bigger and further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Jeff Halfley played receiver at Siena College near Albany. He spent 11 years on the sidelines in college as a coach at Worcester Polytech, Albany, 
Pitt, and Rutgers. His first year at Pitt coaching defense, they had a player named Darrell Revis, who you might have heard of. Halfley will no doubt hear about the homie hire concerns in Green Bay, and he's up front about understanding he's been lucky to catch breaks in his career. It's just a lot of guys like us have caught a break, like you yeah. said, and I'd be arrogant to tell you it's because that I'm the smartest guy in the world, and no, like I, I caught good breaks from good people, and you know, I had a chance to be a graduate assistant at Pitt, um, and I think it was 2006, Paul Rhodes was the coordinator. He's now on our staff. Yeah. It was cool. I got to hire him back. He's yeah. probably one of my biggest mentors. He hired me to be a GA, and uh, we had a pretty good player there named Darrell Revis. So <laughs> I thought I really knew how to coach corners. <laughs> yeah. Just turns out he was really he was good. Revis. I found out I had a lot of work to do when he left. Yeah. But Paul left and went to Auburn as a defensive coordinator. Coach Wanstead, who is, in my opinion, one of the greatest human beings and greatest coaches I've ever been around, at like 24 years old, he hired me to be the DB coach. Mm. You want to talk about a break? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he took a chance on me, who was a young GA sleeping in my office and mm. just trying to do everything he could. He called me in and said, hey, we're going to hire you to coach DBs. And I remember calling home and, you know, I was sleeping under my desk, like eating peanut butter out of a jar because you couldn't, <laughs> you know, you couldn't afford <laughs> yeah. anything as a GA. And all of a sudden you're calling your mom and dad and saying, thanks for all your help. And I, I got it, you know, yeah. like that's like, so that was like my first, like, that's my real break. That interview with Adam Brenneman was done just days before the Packers announced the hire. Coincidentally, later in that interview, Halfley laments not being able to coach as much football as he wanted at BC because of all the other parts of his job. Now that I'm also the general manager and you're trying to manage the cap, that you yeah, don't really know dude. what the cap is and you're yeah. fundraising. And I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, I want to coach football. I know. I mean, I said to you I, earlier, like, I want to coach more defense this year than I did last year. Yeah. And now it's just prioritizing, like, how am I going to not do this? And I, I, I yeah. got to coach again. I miss, yeah. I, mean, I miss coaching DBs. Yeah. But how am I going to do that? Yeah. And that's what I need to figure out. I guess he figured it out. Halfley coached Deron Harmon and Logan Ryan at Rutgers under Greg Schiano. He followed Schiano to the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a stint that, at least for Bucs fans, the less said about the better. But as you heard, he got to coach all-time defensive backs, guys like Rondé Barber. When Schiano lost the job in Tampa... Halfley went to Cleveland under then-head coach Mike Pettin, a staff that featured more names you might know. Kyle Shanahan, Kevin O'Connell, Aaron Glenn, and Bobby Babich, coincidentally another of the names that the Packers considered for their D.C. job. When Pettin lost his job, Halfley went to San Francisco to coach under Chip Kelly and the 49ers, another staff on the verge of being out. But Kyle Shanahan kept him when he arrived, and Halfley got to work under Robert Sala, and alongside D'Amico Ryans, two coaches who have beguiled the Packers in their matchup with LeFleur and company. After all that, his time at Ohio State, and then his recent tenure at Boston College, what does a Jeff Halfley defense actually look like? He's happy to explain in the kind of jargon-filled detail that will please the biggest football nerds. The Coach Halfley defense, what, how do you describe it? We've been more middle-closed defense with a safety in the middle of the field than probably most people in college football. Yeah. Um, most people are some type of too high quarter space, and I get it for the quarterback run game. So mm -hmm. we've had the kind of trend in that direction as well. But I've, I've done a lot. I've done a lot, at least the starting point with the middle close with four down linemen. Um, very similar to what we did in San Francisco and Ohio State, and a lot of people doing in the NFL. Um, but I've started to adapt and create different one high shells, which really play like two high shells and get extra guys in the box. Yeah. You just got to stop the quarterback run game. So it's yeah. a different, it's almost when I talk to my friends in the NFL and we talk defense together, 
it's almost a different game. Yeah. I mean, because the quarterback in the NFL, they're going to run it in big moments or in the red zone or on third down yeah. or in a championship game, right? Mm -hmm. But you can't do that week in and week out. Yeah. And you got to account for an extra guy. Yeah. So you got to change. Yeah. Um, and those, are, and then you can go. I, I joke sometimes unbalanced. It's you can't do that in the NFL. It's like yeah. we're defending unbalanced formations. There's a field and a boundary. Yeah. in college football where in the nfl the ball's in the middle of the field the whole game yeah it's a different game yeah um and it's been fun to to follow it there's a lot to unpack there for the purposes of the packers right a base four-man front joe barry and mike Patton ran three four schemes but barry started mixing in true four-man fronts in the second half of the year when matt lafleur got more involved in defensive planning Does that sound like a coincidence as the league moves to dime personnel the packers preferred to play last year in nickel and in college, nickel is base. In the NFL, nickel is mostly base. How does Halfley view that defied? Depends on the week. Uh, well, I, I think we'll have to be in both based on who we're playing, um, based on how we match up for certain teams. You know, are they gonna run the ball? They're gonna throw the ball. What the down and distance is? What personnel are they in? What tendency is it? How good is their slot receiver? How good's our Sam? How good's our nickel? So. I'd love to talk scheme with you for the next 30 minutes, but there's going to be so much that goes into that. Because Adapt to the week, to the matchup, and adapt to the game as it's being played across the league. He wants to play single high, but understands why other teams are playing it differently. So he devises a way to play middle field close alignments pre-snap that can function like two high looks. Mix in quarters. Halfley saw Solid do that in San Francisco as the league started to move toward Fangio scheme principles to combat the Shanahan tree offense. But that doesn't mean there aren't core tenets of his philosophy. And one of them will be music to Packers fans' ears. Um, I'm a big believer in playing press, but I also believe you have to change it up. Um, so we will be, we'll be some press, we'll be some off, we'll be a little bit of everything. But it's a good question because I know how much they've pressed here. Um, but we'll, we'll continue to do some of that and we'll do some other stuff as well. Halfley didn't just press at Ohio State because they used to do it. Remember, they weren't very good the year before, even with all the first-round talent they had on defense. He does it because he believes in its virtue. Here he is explaining why at a cornerback clinic. The reason we like to press is, one, I think you disrupt timing. And I think you have to, whether it's high school, whether it's college football, whether it's the National Football League, you got to disrupt timing. And if you can make a receiver stop and start, you give your pass rushers time to get out to the quarterback. And I think that's so important. The other thing is just the challenge mentality, the challenge of wide out. Don't give them free access. Don't let them just run their routes, step in front of you and catch the ball. You want to compete on every ball that's thrown, but I think you have the best chance when you're up there pressing. Challenge the quarterback to make a really good throw. Don't give them such easy windows. Get your hands on people. Be all over when we finish five at the reception point. And then the last one is, and I want to explain this is, when you press, you eliminate half the route tree for the player. If you make a guy outside of Reese with width, you're going to get one or two outs. You're going to get a go ball or come back. If you can make a guy release inside at that angle, you're going to get a seven cut, or you're probably going to get a dig. So right now, my player's mentality is, based on the release that we get, we're eliminating half the routes that are possible to be run on us. You're not going to get an outside wide release dig. You're not going to get an outside wide release post. They're going to release inside on you. When you play off coverage, and you just stand here, and you let the guy release straight up on you, as a player, you've got to defend the whole entire route tree. But if you can give those guys the mentality that if you can get your hands on somebody and force them to play with width, you can eliminate half the route tree. In a little over a minute, 
Halfley indicts the entire Joe Barry ideology. And it's a much better fit for what the Packers do well at cornerback. Carrington Valentine is a press man corner. Eric Stokes, assuming he can get back to full health, is a press man corner. Jair Alexander can do whatever he needs to do. And despite Keyshawn Nixon's cryptic emoji tweet, I've been told to expect Nixon back in the mix in 2024. If the Packers are going to take a cornerback in the upcoming draft, expect he can either play press man or he'll be moving to safety. Speaking of, expect them to draft one of those too. Green Bay won't be able to live in a middle field close or single high safety defense without more talent at that position. Darnell Savage has the range to play there, but it's not really what he does best. This personnel question will be answered by Brian Gutekinds and company this offseason. How does Halfley's arrival affect the way the Packers build their team? Does it at all? We'll hear from the man making those decisions next on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level? LinkedIn Jobs knows that success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality candidates versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. That's why they've made the process quick, intuitive, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. You know I'm going to be using DoorDash for the big game. I'm, I'm going to cook for sure, but... Probably also gonna probably also gonna order. And I always use DoorDash. I just always do. It's fast, it's easy, it's got all the spots around me that I want. If I want pizza, they got it. If I want wings, they got it. Burgers, got it. Just soda, just wanna get some groceries delivered, order chips and dip and nachos, everything I need to make my own nachos. I love to make my own nachos. Unreal. Make your, make your own nachos. If you've never done that, make your own nachos. They're really, really good. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Something to change and terms do apply. That's code LOCKED23 to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on that first order. DoorDash, what are you waiting for? Get something delicious. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. When the Packers selected Eric Stokes, 29th overall in the 2021 NFL Draft, he came from a Georgia program that put a premium on press man corners. He entered that draft with a man coverage grade from Pro Football Focus of 81 in the top 10% of players easily. Meanwhile, his zone grade was 65.2, a bit below average. That was the first draft of the Joe Barry tenure after Matt LaFleur had to implore Mike Pettin, Hefley's old boss in Cleveland, remember, to play more man coverage. Barry didn't change much. In fact, he's been one of the most zone heavy coaches in the league over the course of his tenure. Last year, the Packers played man coverage on just 32.5% of third down snaps, 22nd in the league. Halfley's team, without elite blue chip talent, played man coverage 
almost twice as often at Boston College, 63.1%. That was the second highest rate of 133 D1 teams, and he didn't have Jair Alexander on that squad. For the man in charge of building a roster for this defense, Gutekun saw the front seven playing about how he expected last year, but the secondary was not up to par. Halfley's longtime area of expertise is, after all, defensive backs. I thought we played pretty consistent football in the front seven. I think the back end is where we, we probably weren't as consistent as we needed to be. And, um, you know, I'd like that to be shored up. Um, there'll probably be some moving pieces there uh, going into next year. Um, but it's kind of like it always is. You know, I want a fast, physical, aggressive defense that, um, you know, plays sound. And, um, again, I thought there were some really, really good moments, particularly late, where we were playing some very good football teams and, and they played very well. But Fast, physical defenses is how we could describe the 49ers. But really the Packers, even with the way they've tried to build the roster. The long-standing convention was three, four teams could play lighter on the edge. The extra defensive lineman made it easier for a 240 or 250 pound player to hold up against the run on the edge. The Packers under Gutekinds never bought that. They drafted Rashawn Gary in 2019, who played at 275 plus at Michigan. Gutekinds signs Adarius and Preston Smith, two players also over 270. And Gutekinds drafted 275 pound Lucas Van Ness in the first round of last year's draft. This guy's name is Hercules for crying out loud. If they go to a four man front, maybe LVN can play with his hand in the dirt as he did at Iowa. But many of the four-man lines around the league allow their ends to stand up if that's what makes them more comfortable. And because Halfley mixes in exotic pre-snap looks and six-man designer pressures and zero blitzes, we can expect to see guys like Gary and Van Ness and Quay Walker over the center in mug looks as well. In short, the way the Packers look for players is not really going to change. Not, not not a ton, you know. I think you know this league's a four-two-five nickel league, and I think I'm certainly, as Jeff comes in, we're very excited about that. You know, the conversations about kind of how you know we're going to want to play, and we obviously through the interview process we had some of those. So, um, and that'll be a, you know what work in progress. But um, you know, as far as how we go about our process and scouting and what we're looking for, probably won't change a ton. Um, yeah, it'll have some, but I don't think it's not going to be like a wholesale change. Hey, we got to you know we got to ship off and bring a bunch of new guys in. I mean, it's not going to be like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think as we get into the nuances of what, you know, Jeff wants to do, um, certainly um, it may, you know, with our, with our current players may, you know, be conversations about where they play and, and uh, how they fit. But, um, you know, I think one thing I, you know, I think we prided ourselves here uh, on both sides of the ball is versatility and bringing in guys that can be versatile. Um, and I think with our front, particularly on defense, like like we've got a lot of versatile guys that can do a lot of things. We've got a lot of edge guys that could probably move them inside and, and do some things, pass rush inside. Um, you know, certainly Clay or Quay is a fantastic versatile piece. Um, so, you know, again, I, I think we'll get into that over the next few weeks and kind of see where that lands. But I wouldn't expect a lot to, you know, again that that influence will have an effect. But I just don't know how much we'll see. Don't let him just slip that one in there. Some conversations about where players play. Just because the kinds of players the Packers bring in might not change, what they ask their current players or future players to do can and likely will change. Gudikin spoke specifically about the safety position, the interchangeability of the nickel spot, and how that impacts where safeties, with just one player under contract in 2024, might have to change. Um, I think more and more in the National Football League, those those positions, and along with the nickel position, uh, are becoming interchangeable positions. You know, uh, you ask a lot of those guys, 
Um, and I also think you need to have depth because there's just, again, you know, defensive backs get injured and you have to be able to be able to, to adjust and, and, and be able to keep, keep playing high-level football no matter who's in there. So um, certainly that has our attention. Everydayers are nodding right now. We've talked about the potential for Keyshawn Nixon to get reps at safety. If Halfley wants nickels who can play deep and deep safeties who can play nickel, then Nixon is a prime candidate, although he's a free agent himself. He could do something like that. So could Darnell Savage. The Green Bay Packers made this hire after an opaque process. No one knew who was in the lead, what Green Bay's preferences were, or how well Matt LaFleur knew Halfley. There's mixed reporting on that one. There's also questions about who will remain on the staff and, and who could go with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reporting. LaFleur will allow the staff to interview elsewhere if they so choose, and Halfley will have some say over who is on this new staff. Eventually, we'll hear from LaFleur and Halfley and see this defense evolve over the offseason on paper and then on the field. He's not Joe Barry. And for that, plenty of Packer fans will rejoice even if there's hesitancy with the unknown. The last time the Packers made a defensive coordinator change with an ascending team and a rising star quarterback, it led to a Super Bowl. It's unfair to put those expectations squarely on the shoulders of Halfley, but whether or not it works, one thing is clear. The defense is going to look very different in 2024. If Halfley can impact the Packers, the way he did Ohio State. The script, though, may look very familiar. We're going to be back next week with more on this defensive coordinator change, the players that he might be looking for, and a lot more coming up next week. From the Super Bowl, we will be live. Not live. We'll be in Vegas. I'll be there in person. Not live. In person, in Vegas. A lot of guests, athletes, celebrities, so we're going to have a lot of fun next week as well, in addition to all of the nuts and bolts stuff that we always have to do as part of Locked on Packers. So follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like we, we do, we do go live, go subscribe over on our YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.